Welcome to the Creating Queensland podcast. This is a special three-part Queenslander renovation series, which is to be short, sharp, educational pieces to assist you with obtaining development approval specifically in Brisbane. I cover everything from choosing your consultants, when to engage a town planner, the costs involved, and the changes council will actually approve. My name is Jessica Reynolds. I'm the director of Urban Planners Queensland, a private town planning consultancy based in Brisbane. If you would like more information about town planning and renovating Queenslanders, you can find my free ebook on the homepage of our website, upqld.com.au. That's upqld.com.au. I hope you enjoy this special episode as part of the Queenslander Renovation Series. What alterations and extensions will Council approve to my Queenslander? House alterations under the Brisbane City Plan 2014 are actually pretty fiddly. There are a list of works that you can do that are exempt from development assessment, others that are accepted outcomes, so those are your tick and flick approvals. Some works might require alternative outcomes, and those are your applications that need a little bit more work, and some changes will just never be approved to your Queenslander. In this episode, I'm going to cover some of the fundamentals and answer some of the more common questions I get. The information I provide within this episode is based on legislation and professional experience. However, all projects should be assessed on a site-by-site basis. So speaking directly to a town planner about your renovation prior to making any decisions moving forward is highly recommended. Before you speak to a town planner, though, you should know two things about your Queenslander. Number one, if your house is in the traditional building character overlay, You can find out if your house is in this overlay by using Council's Interactive Mapping Service or PD Online. You can Google this or I've provided a how-to in our ebook, which is available on the website. If your house is not in the traditional building character overlay, your house is not a protected Queenslander and you can, with some exceptions, do what you want with this. This includes demolishing it, redesigning it, um, and you don't need to provide any sort of character design elements. If your house is in the traditional building character overlay, your house may be protected and any renovations or new building work will need to be consistent or reflective of traditional design. Number two, the second thing you need to know about your house is, do you have a pre-1947 house or do you have a pre-1911 house? I'm going to refer to pre-war homes throughout this episode, which means any Queenslander built prior to 1947. However, you should be aware that there are two levels of protection. Pre-1911 houses attract more protective legislation than pre-1947 houses. If you aren't sure how old your home is, you can use our free ebook on the website to find out a bit more, or you can speak to your planner or even your designer should know. And if you aren't sure what a pre-1911 house looks like, think about visiting suburbs like Petrie Terrace or Spring Hill in Brisbane. These are very old established areas and a number of these homes are pre-1911. Generally though, most Queenslanders will fall in the pre-1947 category. If your Queenslander was built in 1947 or later, your home is not protected. This is a post-war home. Even if you're in the traditional building character overlay, you can remove building components as you see fit. Uh, However, any new building work will still need to be reflective of traditional designs. People come a bit unstuck at this point uh, where they think because they have a post-war home or a post-1946 built home, they won't need a town planning application. However, it just means that you don't need to worry about the demolition work being accessible. Only new building work will be accessible. 
Proceeding from here, I'm going to assume you have a pre-war home in the traditional building character overlay. And we're going to look at what type of demolition council will approve. If you have a house that is pre-war, you have three possible courses of action. Number one, completely demolish the house. Number two, undertake partial demolition that is accepted development. Number three, partial demolition that is accessible under the city plan. Over the past decade, sentiment for the Queenslander has risen and complete demolition is rare. For council to approve demolition or complete demolition of your home, your house needs to be structurally unsound, which requires significant costs to rectify, or it will have to have no character value. To give you an idea of how far council may go on the structural side of things, uh, a client was once forced to provide an engineer's report listing all the ways the house was no longer structurally sound. This was after we provided them with photographs of the entire home being completely burnt out. It's crazy stuff, but what you should take away from this is if you buy a Queenslander, you are very likely going to need to accept that this building is not going anywhere. Partial demolition that is accepted development, accepted development meaning that you don't need to lodge a development application, includes removing post-war material to reveal original features. So this can be reopening an enclosed balcony, so it might be currently enclosed um, which is post-war material, and you can remove that material as of right to reveal the original internal balcony. You can also remove the rearmost part of your house. So this is any portion behind the highest and most rear part of the roof. Uh, This is only for pre-1947 houses and not for pre-1911 houses. Also, if you're on a corner lot, you can't do this as of right. So it's just if you're in a standard size lot, uh, you got one frontage, you got a pre-1947 house, you can then remove the rear of the house, which is a fair chunk actually. You can also remove stairs as of right because this is a bit of a safety issue. Um, council don't want your applications for just stairs. And you can demolish internally um, as you see fit. So where you do need a development application for demolition, for partial demolition, is where you're removing anything on a pre-1911 home or anything on a pre-1947 home, which is on a corner lot. And then for most homes where you're going to need a development application is where you're doing building work forward of the highest most rear point of the roof. So you're allowed to demolish the rear part of the house, but anything forward of that point is accessible. And this is where it gets tricky and you need to work closely with your town planner and designer. As an example, you may wish to remove some windows, which generally will be approved by council. However, quite often council are now insisting that you retain the most forward side window and any associated sunhoods. Demolition that is often not approved by Brisbane City Council is removal of any side verandas or removal of roof forms, as this is considered to change the ability to identify the house as an original character building. So if you're looking to do either of those things, I'm severe caution, severe caution. And so ending the demolition component of the episode there, I'd like to move on to new building work and those being the extensions and alterations to the Queenslander. For receptor development, again, that being works you can carry out without a town planning development application, 
you can do a number of things. But again, before we go through this part, please always check in with your town planner because your site might be affected by additional environmental overlays or a neighborhood plan, which will impact on your ability to obtain approval and might change these accepted outcomes. What you can do as of right, generally, is enclose beneath your raised house as long as you comply with the height limits and don't exceed two storeys. So if you have a Queenslander and you would like to raise it, you're not going to exceed 9.5 metres in um, height above natural ground level. If you're in a small lot, your wall height can't exceed 7.5 metres and you only have two storeys. Generally, you can just enclose to the core of the building below. You can also, as of right, construct a rear extension where you've done lawful demolition. So as long as the demolition was lawful, you can actually do a rear extension. Obviously, I just caution on corner lots that might not be the case. You can also build a shed, a carport or a garage to the rear of your house. Uh, That's sort of as of right. There's no issues there. And you could build a carport to the side or the front of your house. Uh, There are specific criteria that you need to comply with. Check the UPQ website. We have a blog all on carports and garages because you know, again, fiddly, but it is possible. And as there are many options available to you when you want to renovate or improve your Queenslander, I think it's best to jump into what can be done uh, we'll jump out of what can be done as of right and jump into what council are unlikely to approve um, because everything in between that is sort of up for negotiation and I don't like to get too involved in that design process. I find that stifling if a planner gets too involved with a designer or architect in that middle ground. Um, what you just need to know is what you can do as of right and what you can't do and anything in between is negotiable. What council rarely allow is the enclosure of an existing front balcony. And I also caution if you have an existing enclosed balcony and then you can remove those post-war materials to open the balcony again, if you then go and try and replace that material with new building work to enclose the balcony again, you are triggering an accessible application. You will likely get that approved if it was previously enclosed. But if you have an open veranda and everyone else in your street has an open veranda, council 100% are not going to be supportive of you enclosing that balcony. Where it might be supported is on a case where you're in a busy road, um, your neighbours don't have it, they do have enclosed balconies, uh, and you're utilising openings and windows rather than like a full enclosure of that balcony so that people could identify from the street that it was a balcony at one point. Council also do sometimes allow this next one, but you can expect some resistance. Uh, that's where you're proposing the ground floor the ground floor of your building to project forward of the upper floor core. So the upper floor core, uh, the current interpretation is the, the upper floor excluding, you know, attached or integrated balconies. The other thing that council don't like to see is new roof forms or building work, which is going to cover the original roof form. They're very unlikely to approve this because uh, it's a key component in being able to identify the house from the street as a pre-war home. Again, traditional building character overlay is there to, it's for aesthetics really, it's to ensure the retention of the Queenslander, even though you can demolish the most of them, the rear of them as of right, but it's about making sure that, you know, you can identify that it was a Queenslander at some point. So I'm going to end it there. And if you have any more questions, please go to upqld.com.au. That's our website. And you can download the ebook I created, which expands on this episode, gives you a lot more detail. And I hope you found this episode useful. And if so, please leave a review or you can send me a message on LinkedIn. Just search Jessica Reynolds Urban Planner. 
Thanks.